0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie.
1: Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news.
0: Hey, Maddie. Hey, Jill. How are you? I'm... Well, feeling a little bit under the weather actually. I think I've come down with a case of Bieber fever this week, so <laughs> it's been a little bit tough. How are you doing?
1: I mean, I understand the new album is fantastic, and I think I've listened to it like four times, and it came out yesterday.
0: Right, so good. I, uh, I mean, his singles were already going to be good, so I had high hopes. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I am very envious of Haley Bieber. And I know it's like basically her.
1: a love album. I think ninety percent of the songs are about her, and maybe the only one that isn't is "Lonely," which is the saddest song that, that I've ever like,
0: heard. Pre her, that was his death. <laughs> That's what led her. him to <laughs> her. Yes, when I was I, uh, like when Justin Bieber was younger, so obviously when I was younger. Um, my friend and I went to a Bieber concert, and we literally saw this person have to get medically evacuated because <laughs> she, she had a true case of Bieber fever, and like went into like full out panic attack of like him coming on stage and like fainted, and they had to like bring the paramedics. Wait, in so it was
1: at the like, start of the concert?
0: Yeah, like, like she, she didn't even started. make it to one song. No, it was like. The- <laughs> Show and she had to be like evacuated because she, like, yeah. And it was just, it just makes me laugh all of the time remembering that moment. And then it was like, I don't even know what era this would have been like, very early on, Bieber. And he used to like call a girl up on stage and give them flowers. And I just remember this (laughs) 12 year old on stage. And then she like walks off after, and all of these other like 12 year olds are like, fawning over her because she happened to be close to Justin Bieber and it was it was pretty amazing okay so
1: you've been to quite a few Bieber concerts then because we were supposed to go to the purpose tour together and I'm so upset that I had to miss it
0: I think I've only been to the one though
1: okay so then I missed the fainting girl which is very
0: upsetting I think this was the pre-purpose whatever was before that like the one less lonely girl or whatever
1: oh uh, okay
0: because that was okay. the song he sang with the roses i think <laughs> i i can't even really remember because i just the only like clear picture of it that i have is this girl Oh, this girl medically evacuated <laughs> at the overwhelming excitement of a beaver concert.
1: Okay, so hopefully your beaver fever is not that bad where you have to do some wellness checks. Yeah, I
0: I think I'll be okay. I I mean, the medical teams, I I think, are overwhelmed already. So I'll I'll try to keep my beaver fever out of the hospital.
1: (laughs) This is lifting me out of my Morgan Wallen slump because, as you know, I had to stop listening to his album And I could not find anything like for the life of me that I liked more than that album. And I think I finally have something that I can listen to like on repeat.
0: Good. I'm very happy for you that you've got this new less racist person (laughs) that you can, you can enjoy their music for. Yes, I can support. You know
1: what? I'm happy for him. He seems really happy. He like obviously had some bad years and I think he gave Canadian's, like, bad rap, but he seems to have pulled himself out of it.
0: Yeah, I think he seems to be doing better for sure. He seems healthier and maybe less use of drugs and or alcohol, whatever yeah. other things he was doing, but yeah, just excited that there's new music from the Beebs again.
1: I know. Maybe one day we'll get to see him in concert. <laughs> Hopefully no fainting girls. I'll Hopefully Jill's not the concert. fainting girl.
0: You know i think i'm a little bit too old to have beeper fever at this point but i still think it would be a bomb call to that that'd be fun um so it's our fifth episode here and yes. i am a little bit shocked that we are once again having to discuss army hammer and i mean should we just him.
1: change our podcast to like an army hammer news update segment
0: <laughs> I feel like it. Like, if anyone else could do something other than Army Hammer for a while, that would be great.
1: It would be ideal. I mean, he's in the news again because the LAPD have uh, finally come out and said that he is the person of interest in this sexual assault case, which is just adding to everything else that has gone on with him. Not painting him in a great light.
0: Well, that story like really got it started on Instagram when that girl created like the kind of the tell all account under yeah. his name, right? And then that's kind of where people started being like, what is like he thinking and what kind of weird interest does he have sort of deal? But yeah, now it's escalated to him potentially being charged with, with rape and, and everything, which is just awful. And yeah, just can't believe that that is where this landed ended here at this point.
1: I can't believe I had to learn who this guy was because of all these things.
0: Like, yeah, I don't think I would recognize him if I walked past him on on the street. No,
1: no clue who he is. All
0: of this drama, I still don't know that I would recognize
1: him. I had to IMDB,
0: like, what he's been. He was in the Facebook movie, right?
1: I think. And he had, I believe, a tiny role in Entourage, but there he was in, which I haven't seen this like Oscar. Nominated and potentially winning movie, Call Me By My Name. Yeah, which was big when it came out because it it focused on this, these two male relationship that had a relationship. So I think it was maybe one of the first times that like the Oscars had ever nominated a film that focused on like a non-straight relationship. Right. But I haven't seen it. And I think that's his biggest thing. So
0: yeah, because I think he did have a couple things that were supposed to be in production. yeah which he backed out of yeah but some stuff like was recorded so um it'd be interesting to see if they like digitally edit him out of that like the i mean they should just kind of thing like take their losses and run like Like, don't don't show that and and re-film those parts of it because i don't anticipate um his involvement really setting anyone up for success at this point other than like no curiosity
1: right and I mean, they replace. so he's, he was supposed to film this movie with J-Lo and they've replaced him with Josh Duhamel, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's way better. <laughs> like already a better choice. Why did yeah. you pick Army Hammer in the first place?
0: Especially now when like all of the actresses and actresses in the world are just like not doing anything. Like you could really up your game here. You don't need Army <laughs> Hammer in your film. <laughs>
1: exactly. So I'm bringing anything to the table God. here. <laughs> anything good.
0: Okay, let's not spend any more time on ARMY. Please don't do anything no. else. Like, we can I know. Like, we're talking about you.
1: Just give us maybe like 10 weeks of peace until you've actually been charged. And then I'll briefly discuss it.
0: <laughs> um, the Bachelor finished up this week. How How are you feeling about it? Our resident it Bachelor. It did.
1: Camp? What I thought was going to happen happened. So he picked the girl. Her name was Rachel with all this the controversy surrounding her, like, she's the one that was in the antebellum party photos and you know, liking pictures with her friends and the Confederate flag. Obviously, they're not together anymore. You know, he yeah, kind, of, kind of
0: said that he's not gonna like be dating her or anyone for the next little while.
1: Yeah, I think he had a rough go this season, and like, you know, there was a lot of controversy not even with him. Just surrounding the season with what happened with her and then Chris Harrison, who has now lawyered up, which. Yeah, he hired Bill
0: Union's lawyer who represented her with the exit from uh, America's Got Talent. So that's kind of interesting. I guess he's obviously not thrilled about being replaced on on The Bachelor and his name kind of been taken down with it.
1: Which is confusing because he they haven't, co- like Warner Brothers and ABC haven't come out and said he's fired. They've just like brought in new people to deal with the next season. So yeah. what is going to happen?
0: I it's kind of being used as like a bit of a scapegoat on it. Like The Bachelor has like a whole host of controversial mm-hmm. decision making and everything that's I mean, I know he's a producer. He might be an executive producer. I don't remember his level, but so like you know, he does have a level of responsibility in ensuring that they are appropriate and and inclusive and diverse and all of that kind of stuff. But he's not the only person responsible for it. So I do kind of feel like he's getting the the public demise on this sort of thing for something that should be. Yeah, there's definitely other.
1: Yeah, they need to make a lot of changes with the franchise. I actually follow this really good Instagram account. It's called the, instead of Bachelorettes, it's Black Shurettes, okay. I believe. I'll, we can take them in it when we post this. It's like these, these two black females who just like love the Bachelorette and Bachelor franchise, but talk about kind of what is wrong with the franchise and like, so they've actually done some really good posts about this whole situation with like Chris Harrison and you know, he is like the face of the franchise. So when you Mm -hmm. go out and, and basically say, I I mean, he said in that interview with the other Rachel, Rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette, you know, is this wrong now in a 2021 lens? Like, was it actually wrong in a 2018 lens? It's like, yeah, it was, (laughs) you know, it was wrong. And, Yes, it's getting more light now and it should have gotten more light back then, but it's not just all of a sudden wrong. So you can't yeah. really I get you can't have the face of the franchise like saying stuff like that. No one should be saying things like that. So, it I assume he thinks something's happening if he's lawyering up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably like again, speaking as not a avid watcher of The Bachelor. I think the only one I ever watched was the Trista and Ryan season, like a million. Uh, off the first one. <laughs> yeah, which like they're still together, so like I feel like I picked a good one to watch. But I, I just think it's maybe time to retire the concept of like competing for this attention and love because I think it's really taken off into something that it it wasn't didn't used to be, right? Like it's from mm-hmm. the social media clout and the influencer yeah. status and. And, you know, maybe there are some people that are there for love and and who cares really what the point of it is, but the vetting process and all of that just doesn't seem to be like where it needs no. to be in order to... They
1: definitely uh, need this. to up the vetting process. Yeah.
0: Or like, I just don't understand how if you were a possible candidate, how are you not like fine tooth combing your social media and accounts and everything? like
1: So the issue is like, she they asked her that on after the final rose and uh, she was like, I just didn't... Like I was ignorant and didn't think that was wrong, like that there was an issue with that. So like, she
0: has some like learning to do. Like call a friend. <laughs> Maybe you need some like outside perspective on that kind of thing because yeah, your ignorance and you're unaware that something is a slur. Like you know, I look even back not pop culture but sports, like the the Miami player who used a derogatory yeah. term and then said he didn't know that's what it was. Like that's not an excuse. Like you no. can't use that as an excuse anymore. So if you don't know things that are bad, like ask, Yeah, yourself, I think right? the
1: issue so. with her is like, she probably doesn't have any friends that think that's wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, I get why he's not with her. It's not Matt's place to educate her on like what it is totally. to be a black person in America were in general and like she has learning to do on her own and you know i hope that he is okay after this like i think he took definitely a brunt and i think he's like cleared his social media because people were posting a ton of racist comments on it and yeah it's terrible i mean i really liked him so it's upsetting that it ended <laughs> this way but when one show ends another one begins and we have a new season of keeping up with the kardashians
0: the final season, it's also ending this year. So, Right. Yeah, just the first episode of the last season has aired now. And it was kind of interesting to see a little bit behind the curtain of the Courtney, Scott, Sophia <laughs> situation. Like with her, I mean, this is just one side of the story. So I don't know how much I'm really believing of it. But apparently her, Sophia, made Scott choose between Courtney and her. Um, and he obviously chose Courtney, I mean- which... I get like it's kind of not really choosing Courtney; right. it's choosing the whole family package and everything. But I just have to think for Scott: like you are okay, so you broke up with this one person who couldn't handle it, and you went <laughs> to a younger girl who you think is going to handle it better. Like she's yeah. close for an age to your children, which and I, I think, think just, just
1: I mean, like if I was a twenty-year-old or her, I, I mean, his new girlfriend's like nineteen. I don't know how old Sophia Ritchie was. I get why she would be upset too. I mean, like you probably then shouldn't date someone who has like children. And also like it would be very difficult if that child's mom was like Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> but, well, I, like, think
0: that's, I think that's the point of it, right? Is like that someone who's that age, like, you know, maybe she's thinking about, okay, like I could, I don't mind the kids. They're fine. I, you know, it's like having yeah. like, a play date every weekend or something. But, but <laughs> it, it, the difference is when you're that age is like you don't recognize the like, level of involvement of being a parent or, a parent. Like, you know, the co-parenting aspect and everything. And, and so I can see how that, you know, probably wasn't a significant impact. And so this new girl who's in, who's, um, Scott's dating here now, like how is she, she's just at the stage that Sophia was three years ago. Right. Like she's right. aware at this point in time. So.
1: Yeah, I am hoping that uh, we will see Scott, though, on the season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because <laughs> of Lisa Renna.
0: Yes, yeah, because, yeah, that's the new person that he's dating is Lisa Serena's daughter. Yeah. Like, Amalia? Amelia? How do you say it? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Amelia, I think. Amelia Gray or something like that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, Courtney looks like she's moved on with Travis Barker. They're all up on each other's Instagram accounts, and just really—if it's
1: not on Instagram, it's not real. So
0: right. So they're uh, they're really pushing that hard here. Scott's gonna have to wait a little bit longer, I think, for that that recollection or that reconciliation with them. Um,
1: I know. Courtney. I mean, I still am holding out hope that it happens. So.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I think it will. <laughs>
0: Um, in other news, like it's good to see that you are available for this podcast, and you've taken some time <laughs> off from stalking Pete Davidson. <laughs> okay,
1: I will admit, like when I read the news story that he was married, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what's happened? I'm not okay." <laughs> and I sent it to my coworker who also loves Pete Davidson, and she's like. I know we should be happy for him, but like I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah, was so like, was, don't like, worry, it's, it's not real. Weird. There was a bit of a weird situation with our friend Pete this week, who like I can no longer separate from the the Yeat skirt uh, <laughs> performance. So, Pete, it was released that someone posted that she was Pete Davidson's wife, and yeah, and they're and starting like
1: Pete. an entertainment company together. I think that was right. the press release. But-
0: and then Pete was like, "And I don't know who this person is." And <laughs> she was like, "No, like I'm really his wife. Like I have proof." And now it's escalated into like her being arrested for stalking. Yeah, wow.
1: she left. She's been leaving gifts at his home since October 31st. I read So, like a full a six Halloween months, treat. and then she finally, she finally broke. Well, final, like we, I say, finally isn't a good thing. But like it's not. <laughs> She broke into his house.
0: like, And that's like his mom's house, right? He
1: lives with his mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like think of his mom.
1: (laughs) So I think there's been restraining orders granted against her towards like his whole family.
0: I like laugh thinking of when Saturday Night Live did their at-home series and Pete was just like filming from his basement with his mom's mom's house. (laughs) So good. I mean, New York real estate is expensive. So good on him for...
1: For, looking
0: right. for for deals there.
1: I mean, he did also make a lot of jokes on it on SNL's like Valentine's Day <laughs> episode. I love when he comes on with Colin Jost on Weekend Update. That's like my favorite part. So I'm hoping they do like a good sketch about it um next yeah. week. Yeah.
0: Was Saturday night live last night? It was last night.
1: Yeah. So maybe we just missed it and they yeah, covered to, it. But
0: I have to watch it in it's too late for my bedtime. um in other like random weird illegal news kind of thing i just watched the operation varsity blues college admissions same documentary (laughs) who better known as like aunt becky goes to jail
1: and uh (laughs) what's lynn scavo or whatever her name is from desperate housewives lynette scavo
0: yeah so the weirdest part for me of all of that is how Lori Laughlin or Aunt Becky and then her husband, who's the, like, fashion designer. Yeah. Awesome. Like, we're both implement, implicated. But Felicity Huffman managed to do this without William H. Macy's knowledge.
1: Right. So, like, apparently she – so maybe he knew and it was one-off. But from what I originally read, like, he was the ol- – or she was the only one that had email communication with this guy. Um, There was, like, no record of William H. Macy, like, being on any of the emails, and they must have not had wiretaps of that one. But uh, I have a lot of questions.
0: (laughs) So, like, what the documentary basically revealed, if if you aren't going to watch it, here's a quick summary, is that there was this guy named Rick who basically was a coach for people getting into universities through what he called the side door. So rather than like earning your way in through, you know, academics or athletics or whatever other means, um, or your family substantially donating a significant amount of money is he would arrange with a coach of an athletic team for your child to get a roster spot. And you would pay him for it. And like, it was expensive, but not as expensive as like yeah. donating like a library wing or something like that. Yeah. So, so all of these like CEOs business owners, celebrities yeah. and business owners ended up falling for this scam, which that's the part that is most baffling to me is that all of these people were very aware that it was like not right. And there was yeah. a lot of, you know, the wiretap conversations that they had where they like Expressed their concerns about this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like no one seemed to, like they knew it was not okay yeah. and they didn't seem comfortable with it, but they yeah. still went through with it.
0: And so like, I mean the guy obviously in the documentary was an actor. And so not like realistic of, of the true persona that this guy was per, like portraying, but like either he was super influential or I like, think you, yeah. Yeah. Cause like these, I don't know. I just feel like at some point, like I'm like, you are the CEO of like a very, you know, prestigious company, or you've earned, like, you've done very well in your life. Like I would have hoped that you'd have a little bit more,
1: like, yeah, know, awareness. Think
0: this through. Like <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea. Those types of conversations going through your head.
1: One um, guy was like a high-powered attorney. Yeah, and he and said like, at one point, he's like, "I'm a lawyer,"
0: and it's like, okay. Don't you know at some point this is going to crash and burn? Yeah, and, like, you know, asking, like, <laughs> has anyone ever gone down for this? And it's like, what was your first clue here that you should not have been going through this? But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I, what uh... was the most surprising is that, like, the family who created Hot Pockets, which I can only imagine they're worth, like insane amounts of money
0: okay so i have um, to interlude on that because it just makes me think of mean girls where like gretchen wiener's parents <laughs> <laughs> invented the, toaster the toaster strudel. Strudel. <laughs> that's all i can think of i mean this is today. basically
1: the equivalent like gretchen <laughs> wiener's parents are gonna pay for her to get in but like you have enough money to donate like a library and you're gonna pay just a hundred thousand dollars for some like a legal side scheme
0: like why would your kid even need to go to to school like give them a job at your company if you really want them to work kind of thing like it just seems <laughs> insane to me that this kind of level of deception and like, yeah you know things that are illegal like you you did them just so that your like super rich kid could go to a school that's like super prestigious mm-hmm. which you know some of the things that were new to me I guess being in Canada is like, I didn't realize the level of difficulty of getting into some of these schools. Like obviously here. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. The
0: Ivy leagues and things like that are, are super tough, but I didn't realize how low the percentages are for that. But yeah. And it's that, not just
1: the Ivy leagues. It's like, you know, there's probably like 50 schools that everyone wants to go to. Yeah.
0: They make themselves prestigious by rejecting people. So like the idea of getting in is so much more difficult and so that's
1: that's truly
0: how universities are ranked it's nothing to do with like their academic performance or their athletic performance or you know the overall quality of education it's purely based on difficulty of access which is just such a crazy yeah
1: the other shocking piece that i found is like olivia jade appeared to be in on the scam (laughs)
0: So, like, I don't know that. I don't know. They're, they didn't really focus as much as I would have expected on on them, um, their family, or Felicity Huffman's family. Just considering, like, they were the like you know, main
1: two in the news, kind of. Yeah, like
0: this was a scandal for sure. But if those celebrities weren't involved, I don't feel like it would have been quite as like, yeah as crazy. So I I thought they would have shared more. So I don't know if like Hallmark has already secured the rights. To <laughs> Situation. i don't know if there's a hallmark
1: movie that would be fantastic <laughs> perhaps a <laughs> hallmark christmas themed movie
0: yes absolutely i mean i, I probably the reunion of like uh, once they're both out of jail and celebrating christmas together <laughs> I'm just imagining a title like
1: "Memory of <laughs> going back and thinking of all the memories of when we went through this college scam and like our daughter clearly hated <laughs> school so why did you do this <laughs>
0: I'm thinking like a felony, play on the word felony as the title. Like give me some time, I'll post it on Instagram what I think our Hallmark movie title could
1: okay. be. <laughs> um I mean speaking of college sports, March Madness started this week.
0: Oh my god, uh, there's been so many upsets. <laughs> there's
1: there no perfect brackets.
0: brackets.
1: <laughs> I so I think after Ohio State went down, there was like 5% of brackets remained perfect. And then after day 1, like under I think it was point zero 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 seven percent and there was only a hundred perfect brackets of like fifteen million left. Yeah. And now we've hit zero after two
0: days. I think it's weird because like like when you look at the upsets, there's some teams that are like they were considered the underdogs and they won and so it's an upset. But like to me, like a Syracuse winning or uh ucla winning or like a yeah it's football. not like, that shocking yeah it's not that shocking but the ones that are shocking are like the um able christian academy beating like <laughs> right Texas or like oral roberts beating ohio state like those kind of ones like those are true upsets and like yeah they're just so impactful for like those schools yeah and I think this
1: was a weird year because like I get what you're saying I think because of COVID this was like just a weird year so some of those teams like Syracuse and UCLA that you would expect to have been higher ranks going in like were lower yeah Um, but there were definitely some true upsets and it's crazy that we're only two days in and there's no perfect brackets left.
0: And well, I mean, even one game was canceled because of COVID protocols as well. So, right, like, I mean, who who's factoring those things into their brackets, right?
1: I mean, that one player or coach who, like, got it and gave it to the entire team, like, man, you are not yeah. coming back next year, like.
0: Or like, I mean, hopefully it wasn't like a false positive or anything like that. Either. No, like, I
1: think there was multiple. I think multiple, they had multiple positive yeah. uh, tests. It'd
0: be hard to know who the originator was, but yeah. But it's interesting, like speaking of COVID impact, like they've had to, you know, separate all of the players and they're getting like yeah. food delivery to their rooms. And then they've got like different weight areas. And there was like such a controversy with the men versus women's facilities. Right. And, like what's prepared. Like provided to them which is like just wrong at this point in time like the original women's like come on literally like six sets of like small dumbbells like I have bigger dumbbells than that in my house and like a couple of and a plastic racks. table and a plastic table mats. and then the men's was like like a sprawling gymnasium filled with like weight racks and like yeah machines and just the fact that anyone was like
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's okay.
0: And then, then they claimed that it was like due to crazy, lack of space, <laughs> which was like the dumbest thing because, like, obviously, easily proven that that was right. Like one TikTok video later, I know. So it seems that they have like added some stuff to the women's gym now, but like, I don't know. When I look at it, maybe this is just a bit of like me being critical of it because it's offensive to begin with, but like. They've just really spread everything out. Like, they still don't have the same amount of stuff as the men. Yeah. Which I just is, like, I don't It's
1: think. embarrassing. I mean, it's ridiculous that whoever put that together, like, didn't think that it would come out and cause, like, a huge controversy. And, I mean, it's disgusting in the first place that someone thinks that's okay, that, like, the women's gym should only have six dumbbells and like some yoga mats when they're playing at the same level as Absolutely. you know these men's teams the fact that they then they blamed it on space and <laughs> i mean i watched the one tiktok from one of the the female players and she's like okay so right behind me where the gym is there's this entire empty space yeah. and it's massive so it's like you just didn't want to spend money on the females program which is disgusting
0: yeah, and, like, there's been people that are commenting about how much more money, like, the men's program earns versus the women's, which is, like, completely ridiculous as well. Because the way that, like, college structures are set up is, like, those programs are supposed to get the same amount of money. Yeah, exactly. So they, you know, it shouldn't have any... And, like, honestly, when you add up the cost of, like, acquiring that equipment, it's minuscule. And, like, you don't have to buy it, rent it. Like, it would be nothing. So. no.
1: And all the different schools are using it. Yeah. So,
0: like, yeah. Just the, like, I don't know. And then, to me, it's the way that the, like, social media accounts of the NCAA have been, like, promoting it. Like, we've got a weight room now. And it's, like, no. This is embarrassing. You need, like, you need a statement here. Not, like, a just kidding. We were just behind schedule kind of joke. Not, like,
1: look, we fixed it. Like, someone needs to come out with a statement. And, you know, that's not going to happen. And that's upsetting. I don't know. I just, in this day and age, like, that's not okay. No, It's pretty bad.
0: I don't know. And then in other sp- sports news, like, I think the uh, the New England Patriots probably had the busiest week of, of everyone <laughs> this past week.
1: Yes. So they finally, you know, the legal period opened where they could sign people. And I think they spent $135 million in one
0: day. Which is, like great except for cam newton is still your quarterback so like (laughs) all of these people you acquired are still relying on cam newton cam newton to win games like fashion sense a plus football skills maybe a d Mm. i'll give him a c on a good day (laughs) so
1: i don't know it's not gonna be a great year again for new england which is just like you know what um we called it Gronk signed when Brady announced he was coming back. So yeah. that's where I'm
0: going. Yeah, the bad boys for life. Back in my in uh, Tampa there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else happened in sports? I saw LeBron. Uh, had yeah, a LeBron James is it,
1: Yeah, injured. So a blow for the Lakers there. Yeah, they haven't really said, how, here. yeah, how long he's going to be out for. So, and he's like, I'm. I mean, carried the team. Like yeah. he's always the top scorer. So that's going to.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see how that affects them. Um, well, hopefully, he's back in time for playoffs. Um, yeah, so they can kind of just limp their way into the playoff spot. <laughs> I Trust that he can figure it out from any any state there. But
1: yeah, yeah. I mean they they're definitely in a better shape. Then, you know, some other teams, if they were to go in ranked like eighth or something like that, they could definitely pull out a win. But I mean, you know, hopefully it doesn't yeah, get to that it, or hopefully, he you know, he can
0: make it back for the playoffs. Um, it'd be like the situation with like March Madness where it's like, yeah, technically you were the underdog, but you were never really the underdog. Ex-
1: exactly. <laughs> you were definitely, but Utah Jazz are still the underdog.
0: <laughs> you yeah. like they're the top. <laughs> if we've learned nothing if we've learned nothing um although they will probably be playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder if they're playing the lakers there so
1: true <laughs> um speaking of underdogs buffalo finally said goodbye oh to their God. coach
0: i can't believe the coach didn't quit like 12 straight losses they're so bad that buffalo favors. Did-
1: did you see the clipping from the Buffalo <laughs> newspaper, which is like my favorite thing? And they rank like that. They're they were ranking the NHL teams, and they put the Buffalo below the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Haven't even entered the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're terrible. So so Ralph Krueger was fired after 12 straight losses. Um, one of the players, one of their star players, um, came out and basically was like. Okay, we've had enough coaches, we've had enough GMs. Like obviously our players suck at this point. That's my right. paraphrasing, but that was the gist of it. Um
1: Was that Jack Eichel that said that?
0: No, Rustal but um, Oh okay. Yeah, but I mean it explains a lot of why players like Taylor Hall signed for one year there. Like you you weren't putting yeah. your faith in this turning around. You were just getting your getting your uh your, your money COVID money basically and yeah, exactly. calling it. So, a day. Yeah, so I mean I expect a bunch of their players to probably be be shipped off places at the trade deadline um, yeah I feel bad for anyone who has to go back the other direction to Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know how they get any better like
1: maybe it'll just be like a yeah. lot of draft picks which also doesn't seem to help them because they've had a ton of draft picks like for
0: I yeah. don't know like, however I mean, many years here on paper like the names of players on their team aren't yeah. terrible so I don't know how this how it happens like what's not connecting but like I mean, I think any player in the league would take a, a Jack Eichel or a right. Taylor Hall or something like that, right? So, um,
1: especially just especially Taylor Hall because he's only signed for one year and he can definitely help you in the play in the playoffs. Yeah, so, exactly. I assume he's not going to be a Buffalo after the trade deadline.
0: No, I wouldn't think so either. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll Be interesting to see what happens there. It's it's tough because again, like no one can trade with the Canadian division because <sighs> the quarantine period. So like. It's it's too bad that you know we're out of I mean, the running for these. Yeah, people. for some of these players, I'm like I would easily like. i like, do you want Sam Bennett? Take him. Like,
1: I we know we'll take him. Taylor. So, all. Let's so. go. Um.
0: Yeah. No, I love Bennett, but yeah, I think he'll, I he'll know. be the next one gone from the Flames. There, so but we yeah, would easily would love to trade him for one of the players on Buffalo that that means something there. So. But yeah, I think that was kind of the the recap of everything yeah. that's going on this week. Anything else that you're thinking?
1: No, I think we covered everything that I can think of.
0: Yeah, huh, I'm sure next week we'll have more March Madness excitement to talk about. Um, Hopefully,
1: no more Army Hammer news.
0: Yeah, I whatever happens, we're not talking about him next. week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we can't say that because then what if something big
0: drops? Oh, man. Well, we'll try to spare you, hopefully, for <laughs> bad news. Um, but, yeah, if you have anything, any questions or, or things that you want us to cover, um, send us a DM on Instagram or, or an email at extensively at gmail.com. And otherwise, we'll chat with you next week. Bye, Joe. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us this week.
0: New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe
1: You can also follow us on Instagram at we talk extensively and on Twitter at talk Extensibly. See you next Tuesday.